matter of standing on the truth considering Jesus our Lord. Today we're going to deal with the subject matter of faith. Yes. Of faith, the truth, standing on the truth of faith. Yes, yes. If you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 9, still reading out of verse 6 and 7. Reading out of the Amplified Bible, which would be for you on the screen. And it reads as such in our hearing. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government or the kingdom shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, the Prince of Peace and of the increase of his kingdom, and of the peace there shall be no end, and upon the throne of David, and upon his, let me make sure I get this right, kingdom, to establish it, to uphold it with justice and righteousness from the later times forth, even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. Father, even now as we come, we ask that you would just move Tracy out the way, allow your Shekinah glory to fall fresh on me. Lord, just saturate this whole sanctuary with your presence, that not only shall there be a pouring out of your word, but a receiving of your word. Lord, even now, be glorified. Even now, Lord, be lifted up. Lord, have your way in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody say kingdom with me. Kingdom. Kingdom. Kingdom, kingdom means rule, authority, and power. And the kingdom of Jesus was established when he rose from the grave. Amen. We're not waiting for him to set up his kingdom. He has already set up his kingdom within the church, within his people, within his children. Listen to the Lord's prayer. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, which means that his kingdom is heaven is perfectly being fulfilled by all the angels. But watch what he says. He says, he says, let it be fulfilled on earth. Let it be fulfilled through my people as it is perfectly fulfilled in heaven. Which means then that it's not that God is not actively applying his power. The problem is that many times we don't know how to walk in his power. It is not that he is not in control and, and overseeing everything, but he does it on an individual level and on the collective power of the church as we stand and walk in his word. See, in order to activate the power of God in our lives, it takes the same faith that got us in the kingdom to apply the kingdom. Uh, y'all need me to slow up a little bit, don't you? 
Listen, just because you're in the door don't mean you know how to walk the journey. Why in the world will I come in a palace, come in a, in a kingdom, in a mansion, and stand at the front door and never move from the front door? I may say how awesome it is, but I really haven't experienced all that there is to experience just by walking through the front door. Now, wait a minute, I, I, I'm in the mansion. I, I have walked through the front door, but if I stay right there, I have not seen the glory that is in this building. I hate to say it, but I got to say it. That, that sometimes as Christians, if we don't watch it, we will walk through the front door, take one step and stop, right? There. Have not ventured in deep enough to see what else he has for us. Have not applied our faith in his word. Listen, you can't have faith in faith. You got to have faith in his word. Faith isn't saying, I got faith. Yeah, but how, you, how are you applying your faith? Because sometimes we are trying to trust God for something he didn't promise us. Got to know what the word says. Got to know what he has said to us, that we may be able to walk in confidence that we are more than conquerors right now. See, 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 the problem isn't that God hasn't supplied. The promise is, the problem is we ain't not standing on what he says and, and working our faith until we see the power of it come, come actualized in our living day by day. Look, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. Colossians. Chapter 2, verse 11, 13, look what he says. He says, he says I, I know I went over this, but let me, let me dig a little bit deeper. When you were stuck in your old sin, dead life. Stuck means you couldn't do nothing about it. You were incapable of responding to God. Listen, that's why it's not whether you're good or bad, it's whether you're dead or alive. If you are saved, you have been made alive to God. Access. Access. The power of God is now available to us that now we have power that we did not have before. Now that something is being made available. But watch this. I still got to access it. Say, Don't get me wrong. Say. But if I don't know how to access it, then it does me. Let's, let's go on. You are incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive. Say alive. As a matter of fact, tell the person next to you, I'm alive. I'm, I'm a spiritually alive. Hey, you're looking at a live person, not a dead person. Alive. You can't see it, but he's in me. Right along with Christ. I mean, as Christ got up in power, that power has risen up with you. Think of it. All sin forgiven. The slate wiped. How can I say this? 
Don't let Satan keep taking you back to what God has forgiven. Quit feeling guilty about the past. It's covered under the blood. <laughs> so one of the things that Satan tricks us about is he, he gets us stuck on not forgiving ourselves. The old arrest warrant is canceled. It was nailed to, to Christ's cross. Listen, he stripped all spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority. You know what he's saying? This is what he's saying. The devil been defeated in our lives. He's defeated. He's defeated. He is already defeated. John, 1 John 4, 4, he helps us to understand this a little bit more. Little children, and remember when, when, when they, they talk about children, they're talking about children of God who've been born again. Everybody is not God's child. Everybody is God's creation. But you must be born again to be his child. Little children. So he's talking to us who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. You are God's. You belong to him and have already defeated and overcame them. Listen, not tomorrow, not in the future, but right now. You have already defeated and overcome the devil. Listen, what do you mean by the, age, the ages of Antichrist? I, I, I am puzzled by a lot of Christians today is beginning to say that the devil is not a real personal being. They are believing that the word devil is just a, a word to use for evil, but there is no real person, spiritual being, working against us. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. If you don't realize you got an enemy that hates you, then you already done lost the battle. You can be saved, but you don't know how to work in victory until you realize that the devil is real. One third of the angels left with him, they're demons now. They are evil. And if you are a Christian, you got a target on your back. And sometimes we get scared about that, but this verse tells me you don't got to be scared. This verse tells me that the devil don't got nothing coming. This verse tells me if I'm in Christ, his victory is my victory. This verse tells me he's already defeated and we're already overcomers. So he would try, but if I stay, if ye stay where God wants us to be, God is working it out. Oh, I, I, I hear somebody. I hear somebody say, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. Hold on. God's not through blessing you. You don't know all that I'm facing. I never said you wouldn't face anything, but I'm saying that God will walk you through what you're facing. 
I'm saying that God has a way of showing up right on time. I'm saying that when you trust God, God will work it out. Oh, yes, sir. Let's, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's, 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 let's. Because he who, he, the Holy Spirit, he, the Holy Spirit, who now lives, the third person of the Godhead, who lives in you, is greater, is mightier than he that's in the world. Listen, in you. In you. You know why we struggle with this? Because when you stand at the door and don't know how to apply faith in areas in our lives, you don't experience the power. We have a form of godliness, but we deny the power. Listen, listen, we know how to do church. That, that, That man that... We, we know religion. We know how to come in here and have a good time. But the, but the thing is, when we go back home and all H-E-L-L break loose, do you know how to maintain your integrity? When, when, when you go on your job tomorrow and you know the folks don't like you, can you keep your peace and your joy in spite of what's going on around you? When things are going wrong, can you still say, I trust you, Lord? I trust you. We, we have to get to the place where outward circumstances don't move us to the place that we lose our minds. I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. Because this is the truth. Listen, when you get out of that problem, another problem comes. Listen, 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 listen. When that situation is, I guarantee you, if you live long enough, there's another problem on the way. See, and what we don't understand is, it is strengthening your faith. What you understand is, you can't have power till you exercise power. See, we just wanted to quit. Then you're just going to be weak. But, but, but somebody help me with this. Have it when you went through something and you experienced the power of God show up for you, then your faith rise up a little bit. Then you go up a little bit higher. Then your praise go up a little bit higher. So the very thing that almost killed you now then strengthen you that if that same thing come again, you say, speak to the hand because my ears are not listening. So what happened? You got stronger through the test. God is pumping up our spirit man to our spirit man is overriding everything else. As Christians, we we can't be so caught up in acting like people of the world. We got kingdom power 
We got a king that has, has conquered it all. And he wants us to face our trials and tribulations in a way that we know we're coming out. We know we're coming through. That is done by faith. That's done by saying, Lord, I trust you. I don't understand. I don't even like where I'm at. I don't even like what I'm going through. But I have positioned myself where I'm right where you want me to be. So therefore, this must have had permission to hit me because it had to come through, through you first. Which means then you're up to something. Even if I got to cry my way through. That's why you can't talk to anybody about your problems. Listen, just because she washed your hair don't mean she knows how to... Just because he cut your hair don't mean he got conversation about your problem. Let me talk to some sisters. If she's not married, why are you listening to her about your marriage? We go to non-believers about spiritual problems of how they overcome, and they don't have the Holy Spirit. So how are they going to tell you how to win spiritual victory in a battle that you're fighting? In fact, let, let, me, let me tell you, that's why the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. By fact, that just don't mean marriage, that means friendship. Just because they family don't mean that they got your back. Sometimes family is the worst people to go to because they won't let you grow up. They remember you. You was a cute little baby. And here you are, 80 years old. You was a... Never forget, never want you to, to, you know, some folks want you to stay where you're at for them. And when you begin to change, that can happen in family, that can happen in marriage, that can happen on the job, that can happen at school. Chickens don't want the eagle to fly. Listen, you have to stay up Hi. You don't want to come. Listen, Knilson, we was talking about subject matter, and he asked me, he said, Knilson Staple asked me, he said, he said, Pastor, how is that possible? I said, the reason that it's possible is like an eagle, the difference of an eagle that's on the ground, the eagle has to fly, flap until it gets some height so that the wind can get up on her. 
But you ever watch an eagle up on a high cliff? You know he's getting ready to jump. And he's sitting there. And in my study of eagles, I learned that they got sensors that can sense the current in the air. So he just don't jump. He jumps when it's right. He is sensitive to the environment around him or her. And when the wind is shifting to an up current, he jumps and just spread his wing without flapping one time. You know what God wants? He wants us to lift so high that when trouble comes, we just jump and fly. He wants us to live so high that in the midst of your storm, you will operate out of the spirit and not out of the flesh. He, he don't want us to come down. Why? Because it takes too hard to come up. And God will give us the ability to walk in such a way that, 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 that you are operating by the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Listen. I told them this. I think I might have told y'all this. But I'll tell you again. If I told you last week, you got to hear it again. Because some of y'all fell asleep, so it's good for you to hear it again. One of the first levels of training for me, well, first in ministry, even as a new Christian, was he will wake me up in the middle of the night. Yes, you will, Well, you know, I got tired of waking up. So, you know, God don't pull the covers off. He don't throw you out of bed. He'll just. Y'all don't hear me. He's a gentleman. And he said, I want to spend some time with you. You want to spend some time with me? Don't worry, sister. We all missed it. But <laughs> sis, and there was a time when I was tired, so I would shake it off uh-huh. next night. Next night. Then it got to the place where he wasn't shaking me no more. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm laying there not sleep because I want him to shake me. Uh-huh. I want his presence. And his presence is not coming. Okay, Lord, I'm awake. I was awake by myself. I mean, he hasn't left me, but he it's, it's not, he's not coming for a time of just me being in his presence. You know why? He said, apparently you don't want to spend time with me. So now that you, you didn't want me when I wanted to spend time with you, now you, you don't want me. I had to go back and repent. But when he woke me, I didn't get up. So the next time, you better believe when he woke me up, I got up on my knees and... Watch this. If God can't trust us at that, why would the Spirit teach you anything more? It's discernment. It's exercise. It's Hebrew chapter 5. Hebrew chapter 5. Hebrew chapter 5, verse 11. He says, he says, he says, he says, but whom, 
have said much, hard to explain since you are, have become dull of hearing. He says, you can't understand the things, the spiritual things. You have become dull of hearing. Though by this time, some of you ought to be teachers. You still need someone to teach you again of the first principles of the articles of God. You are still in need of milk. How can I say this? Um, when a baby gets three years old, you shouldn't be holding that baby's bottle. Two years old, I don't know. Been a long time, one year old. <laughs> but hold on, if you don't start making that baby use those big old arms and hold his own bottle, it will let you hold his bottle. You know, they're so cute. Here they are, 18 months, and they do like this. They almost weigh as much as you. <laughs> and if you keep carrying them, they will let you carry them and throw a fit when you don't. I hate to say it, we approach God that way too. Things that he has, has given us and shown us that, that we can begin to do for ourselves that, that, that is, is with his help, but, but we ought to be able to use the word skillfully. Read on with me. Read, 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 read on with me. He says, you shall have need of milk, not solid food. Everyone but the text of only milk is unskillful. Listen, listen. Unskillful means you're not, it doesn't mean that you're not informed, but you don't know how to apply the information you know. If I sat somebody down on, 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 on the piano and said, I know I got 88 keys, I, I know that, 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 that is, you know, that the, I know the notes, but unless you are skilled in playing it, you're not going to sound like Terry and Lynetta. You, you know how to push the keys, but it's unskilled. They through practice. An experience. Learn how to play. Kenny, you know how to play piano? But wait a minute. But you can sing, man. But you can sing. But you can sing. But you can sing. know how to sing with the piano, but can't play the piano. Unskilled. Okay, how many Christians know the information of the word, can even quote the word? Yes, talking to Pastor Dennis. He said that uh, he does Israel tours. He said one of the guys is an Israel man, and he said he quotes Old Testament and New Testament. I mean, just pervade them, long passages but he don't know Jesus. Yeah. Had information. As a Jewish boy, he was taught 
how to remember the Old Testament. Since this is his job to recite new passages, he can quote passages that will blow us away as Christians. But he's still lost. His, his understanding has not been enlightened. The word is right in front of him, but he heaven came through the door. Which means then that this skillful, to be skillful, the Holy Spirit got to help us. But I remember as a little boy, sometimes we would go on vacation, and, 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 and y'all, y'all gonna laugh at me, but it's okay. I couldn't wait until we reached where the horizon, where the road meet the sky. I will wait with anticipation because I wanted to see how the sky looked when it was down on the ground. Because from my viewpoint, the sky was meeting the ground up the road. But every time we got to the place where I thought the sky was supposed to meet the ground, it kept moving. And as a little boy, I didn't understand that because it quit moving on me. Some of us, what you got to understand is you never in our walk with Christ and understanding the ways of God, you never get to the place where the sky meets the ground. Listen, he can't show you what's next until you get to what you saw. So if I'm not doing, if you're not doing with what you know to do, why do you think God's going to show you anything more? He's not going to show until I'm obedient with the, what I know to be obedient to. I don't care how much I read. I don't care how much I pray. I don't care how, what else we do. God is not going to give me a deeper revelation until I use what he has already given me. Then he's going to show me some more. But my brothers and sisters, this is, what, this is what is happening here. That's what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says. Let's see how much time I got. Okay, I got a little bit of time. Listen, Hebrews says, he says that it, it is given for those who, who eat solid food belongs to those who by the reason of use of their senses. Okay, you waking up. That's good. Okay, and now you realize that I'll give you the energy you need to make it through the day. Because even though you had two hours sleep, you feel like you had eight hours sleep. Okay, you got that? Okay, now when I see you to talk to somebody, go talk to them. You know what he's doing? Taking me to the next horizon of obedience. And when we are not moving in that area, our training, our skillfulness stops. Listen. I don't have to go there. Let's go there. Love your enemies. Show kindness and not meanness. Uh, 
be right in your relationship with God and people. Uh, I'm gonna, don't cuss people out no more. Don't roll your eyes at. Okay, that's enough of that. But you, you see what I mean? It goes to the, just the attitude. And, and watch it. And that will make us stuck. What's going on? What's going on? Watch this, watch this, watch this. So, 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 we, he's teaching us. The Spirit is teaching us. And we may, our senses, not our, not, our, not our intellect, not our emotions, but our spirit as we exercise to discern and bad and good mean, what is God saying? What is the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our life? You know, how can I say this? You can be saved, but carnal. Carnal means we're saved, but but we're still being moved in, in, in by just like a person who's not saved. Amen. There's a higher level than just saying, I'm saved. Amen. Now it's got to be Holy Spirit work in me, not work. Holy Spirit control me because in myself I can't do work unless the Holy Spirit is where, where, where we're up high and we're soaring, because when we're doing this, let me, let me, let me, let me see where I want to go with this. Listen to this. He says, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 and 16. Now, we have not received the spirit of the world. He said, tell them Christians. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, the third party of the Godhead, who is from God. We have received him. He is in us. He lives in us. He empowers us. He's trying to teach us. He guards us. He watches over us. Okay. The spirit who is from God that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Listen, God said, because y'all are my children, I'm going to share things with you all that I'm not going to share with people of the world. Jesus says to the disciples, you are my friends. You know, you should have levels of friends. Yes, sir. What I mean by that, there's some that you may kick it with, and they fun, but you just kick it. Get together, go out, and fun, eat, have a good time. You just kick it sometimes. And then, then, there, then there ought to be some friends that, you know, they, they share with you, they, they trust you but you know that they haven't been through enough that you can share your stuff with them. Y'all <laughs> yeah, get me. Listen, 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 listen. Why would you share your stuff with someone that can't handle their stuff? And, 
And you know that, God, you've been through enough stuff that you don't want to put the burden of your stuff on them. But then there ought to be some friends that God has trained them and y'all on the same level and, and you can trust them with your heart. Listen, you can't trust everybody with your heart. Let me, uh, let me say it right here. Once a person show you you can't trust them with your heart, don't give them your heart. I think it was Angela. My old said, said, once a person show you who they are, believe them the first time. You don't get a second time. Unless they repent and really show sorryness, and then you test them. <laughs> but listen, once a person show you you can't trust them or they don't hold precious your heart, you don't tell them your stuff. No way. No way. No way. If that's true for us, why would Jesus show us, tell us his heart if we're not holding precious what he's it's relationship. The same way we deal with relationship, he deals with relationship with us. And when we haven't proven ourselves his friend, he's always our friend. But why would he show us more things if we're not learning? What's this? He says, he says, he says, these things we speak not in words of man's wisdom, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. He is teaching us. We are in the school of the Spirit. If you're a Christian. And he and, and the Holy Spirit always shows us Christ. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. But the cardinal or the natural man, the man that's not saved, does not receive the things of God. You know, I, I've got to the place where I will not marry a Christian with a non-believer. Let me explain to you why. Years ago, a couple heard of me that came to me. Beautiful couple. You could put them on top of a magazine. Uh, she was beautiful. He was a handsome guy. The cutest kids, two little girls. They, 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 they heard of me. I never met them before. Said, okay, come in, come in. Sat there, and this was way early in ministry. And, you know, she was a Christian. I didn't know really what he was at first. And the problem was him. And she loved him to death. Matter of fact, I was the next stop before getting a divorce. I was the next, I was the last stop before getting a divorce. So as they started talking, I realized that the problem was him. He was really being unfaithful. Just, just, just it. So I take him through the scriptures and show him and show him what the scripture says. And, and, and as I was doing that, you know, he sat back in his chair, and this is what he said to me. That Bible don't apply to me. He said, I'm not a Christian. He said, that Bible is for you all. That, 
that doesn't mean nothing to me. I kn- matter of fact, I know I'm not a Christian. He said, the only thing that applies to me is, is, is to get saved, and I don't want to get saved right now. So everything you're saying, it's not for me, that's for you. And you know what? He was telling the truth. <laughs> you know what? Took every leverage I had away. Because he wasn't trying to be right with God. He wasn't caring about whether he was right or wrong. He was right where he wanted to be. And the word of God had no leverage on him because he knew he was wrong. He wanted to be wrong. And the Bible didn't make no difference to him. I had nothing to say, especially when he said, and I don't want to be saved. Oops, there it is. (laughs) You know, we done. I called my Bible, had prayer with her. But wait a minute. But if you're a Christian here and a Christian there, you're still unequally yoked. Because if the spiritual dimension and insight is different, it's still unequally yoked. And what the Lord is trying to say is, hey, listen, I want to keep bringing you up higher in me because you're my friend. I want to take you higher in my level of trusting you. And that's by faith. Abraham is our example. Abraham is called the father of faith. Abraham is not just an example for the Old Testament Jews, because, yeah, he's the one that he is the founder of the Jewish nation. The bloodline is through him. But when you go to Romans, it says, Abraham, faith that he's our father spiritually because he trusted God. He trusted God at a level that, 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 that really, I don't know if I can pass the test. Listen, your faith is going to be tested. And it's tested. Matter of fact, it might be tested now. And what you got to believe is that God's going to work it out somehow. I don't know how, but, but if God brought me here, God is God enough to keep me and to bring me out. Make sure you are where God got you. Make sure that you are trying to, listen, not perfect. If you fall, get back up. If you fall again, get back up. Listen, what I say is quit saying what the devil say. Start saying what God said. Start claiming your victory till you're walking in it. See, see, even I was talking to somebody and they said, guess what? I haven't smoked 
in a week. I said, you ought to be praising God. I said, I said, have you ever quit smoking for a week? They said, no. I said, you, you ought to shout. Why? Because the week is a victory. And then even if you fall after that week, if he give you a week and a day, hallelujah. How, you know why? Because if you keep on, because now what you're doing is building your faith. See, if, if he can keep me for a week, then I believe he can keep me for a week and a day. Now, I may have fallen on that, on that second day after the week, but if he kept me for a week and a day, I think he can keep me for a week and three days. Then after he keep me for a week and three days, I believe he can keep me for two weeks. You see, until we learn to celebrate small victories, we're never going to get to the big victory. You ought to thank God for the small things. You ought to celebrate God for the little things. And then God will start showing you some big things. But until you recognize him in the small things. Well, Hebrews chapter 11. In Genesis chapter 22, the Bible says that God said to Abraham, I want you to take thy son, thy only son, and I want you to give your son as a sacrifice to me. You know, that, that sounds uncharacteristic of God. But, but I think what was happening is Abraham was beginning to love Isaac as much as he loved God. You got to be careful with the blessings God give you and make sure you thank God and know that the blessing comes from him. Because if you're not thankful to God, I don't care what it is. A house, a car, a job, a husband, a wife, children, grandchildren, whatever it is that, that you can get to the place unless you recognize that God is the giver of all your gifts, that you might make the gift too important. He was the son of miracles. He, he was the son of his own age. He, he was the son of the promise. He was the son of his inheritance. He was the son that, that, that God gave it to him when it was a miracle. And I think when he looked at Isaac, his heart took a double pump. I, I want you to know today that when God gives you something, praising, thanking, worship him, and make sure that, Lord, I'm enjoying what you gave me, but I know you gave it to me. So thank you. Thank you. Watch your hand. Why would Abraham obey God unless Abraham was called the friend of God, which means then that Abraham, it wasn't just God was his friend, he was God's friend. He knew God's heart. God is only going to test you to the level 
that you have given him your heart. And the testing of your heart is that you would give him more of your heart. I think I need to say that again. God is only going to test you to the level that he has your heart. He's going to test you one step beyond where your heart, where it's not easy to ensure that he got your heart. And as he tests your heart, he strengthens the love in your heart that you know that God got your heart. Uh, Y'all need a thing with this. So, so, so listen, it's always a heart thing with God. And, and know what you need to do is celebrate God that after the test, you still praising him. You, you ought to thank God that after the test, that, that you're even more excited about God than you was before. Okay, Abraham is being tested, and watch this. It says that Abraham considered in himself that if God was asking for Isaac to be killed by him, that God was able to raise Isaac and give him back to him. Wait a minute. Hold on. We're in Genesis. God hasn't raised nobody from the dead yet. Wait a minute. He don't have the New Testament that shows Jesus healing folks. We ain't that far down the line. So where in the world did Abraham get this type of faith? Well, let me help you. He considered in himself that I know God is faithful. I know God is good. I know God's going to keep his promise. God promised that through Isaac, my son, I'm going to get an inheritance. So if God is asking me to kill Isaac, but yet he's going to bless me through Isaac, then God must going to do something that I've never seen him do before. So therefore, if I kill Isaac, I'm going to see God deliver Isaac because the only way God can keep his promise is to give me back what I give to him. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Watch him rationalize this. He said, therefore, if I give him Isaac, God still got to fulfill his promise. I know he's good. I know my God can't lie. I know my God is going to do what he's going to do. So therefore, I'm in a win-win situation. If I sacrifice Isaac, I'm going to see God raise him back up. Watch him. Watch him. Your servant. Stay here. We be back. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Now I be back. We be back. You know what he's doing? He's speaking into the future what God's going to do for him. Don't tell me you can't praise God ahead of time. Don't tell me that you can't speak what you believe God's going to do. Hold on. We be back. You know what? I don't think he said it weak. I think we be back. I hope we be back. I think you look at the service and say, hey, 
Y'all stay here. We be back. We be back. We be back. I know God got to do something. You know what? What Abraham didn't see is that we don't see. While we working in the forefront, God is working in the background. Y'all don't hear me. While he was going up the mountain on the front side, there was a ram that was making his way on the back side. They tell me that the, that the height of the, uh, the, the attitude that they was out, round don't even go that high. But God had a leash on the ram saying, come on, I got something for you to do. So Abraham is pushing up the rough side of the mountain. See, you can't get to your promise until you push. You can't get to what God has for you till you trust him. You gotta put your faith on the line. God wants to test your faith. So without seeing nothing, without feeling nothing, you gotta keep on praying, keep on trusting, walk up your mountain. Walk up your mountain. Here they are on top of the mountain, and the ram was right there. Caught in the bush. He get ready. God said, no, 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 no. I know that in your heart is already done. That was a, that was a ram, though. I don't know. He hears this sound of a ram. Your blessing was already there. Hold on, watch this. You don't see it till you reach the top. The work that God wanted to do in Abraham's heart wasn't done until he reached the top. Wasn't about Isaac. It was about Abraham's heart. And God said, I want you to trust me when you don't understand me. I want you to trust me when you don't know how I'm going to do it. I want you to put your emotions aside and use your faith to keep on pushing. See, if Abraham would have stopped, he never would have seen what God had for him. Then now notice, he now know God in a new way. He now said, he's Jehovah Rapha. God my provider. I know he will provide. How you know he will provide? Because instead of taking my son, he gave me a ram to sacrifice. God will provide. Is there anybody in the house that 
walk down the hill. I think they skip down the hill. I think that Isaac and his dad were doing a holy dance down the hill. And I think when the servant said, what's going on? They said, God provided everything we need. What is it that God wants to show you but you got to trust him in the going through. You can't bail out. You can't jump out. It's not about you, your emotions. It's about your spirit. Quit saying you can't when you can. Quit letting the devil beat you up. God has given us everything we need to get to where he wants us to go. <laughs> oh, he's good. And his grace is sufficient in the time of trouble. working on our faith. We're either going to trust him or become stuck right where we're at. Keep pushing. Keep trusting. Keep going up the hill. There's a blessing on top of the hill. <laughs> God looked at Abraham and said, since you were going to give your son through you, I'm going to give my son. And I'm not going to stop my hand from killing my son because they need a savior. They need a deliverer. They need a healer. It starts with Jesus. Matter of fact, it ends with Jesus. If you're here today and you need Jesus, I got preachers that will pray with you and talk with you and show you how good he is and that his salvation is real. And he did it just for you. If you're here today, if you're here today, 